Hi, I'm Deirdre Veldon and this is Confronting Coronavirus, a daily podcast on the COVID-19 outbreak. Last week, Leaving Cert students finally got some information on plans for their exams, with the announcement that they would run late in the summer. But nothing is straightforward when it comes to coronavirus, it seems, and students have said the indications on timing and format raise more questions than answers. So how do they feel about the exams now? I'm Eva Newell, I'm 18 years old and I'm currently a sixth year in Largy College here in Clonus County, Monaghan. So after the leave insert, I suppose I had big plans like any other leave insert. I was going to sit the leave insert, have a great summer. I had applied to do general nursing in St Angela's College in Sligo. However, I wanted to do a gap year over in Australia. Now I'm worried I'm not going to get the points I need. Uh, and I'm also wondering when are the travel restrictions going to be lifted. I'm going to have two less months now to save up for that and saving to move to Australia for six months is no cheap task. Hi, my name's Martha Rose Neville. I live in Kinsale and I go to Bandon Grammar School. After leaving cert, I hope to go to Edinburgh University. I got a conditional offer for um, environmental science. But there's definitely a lot of uncertainty surrounding, you know, going abroad now for university. And, you know, there's absolutely no information on these issues. So, yeah, I definitely don't know what I'll be doing next year now. My name is Luke Casserly. I'm from Longford. I go to St. Mel's College uh, and I'm also the National Secretary of the Irish Second Level Students Union. Uh, I plan on going to DCU uh, to study English, religion, education to be a secondary school teacher. I do feel like students haven't been listened to in the process. And I think that's sort of... Um, when you look at the announcement and the current plans, I think that comes through. We did a survey and 49% of students said they wanted predicted grades, but the, the, the least popular option was for the exams to be postponed, about 19% of people saying that. I, I just find this postponement, it just sort of pushes this out and that just pushes out that stress. And I suppose it's just um, disappointing. Um, and I do acknowledge that it's, it was very hard to make a decision. But I do just hope that measures are put in place to make this fair for us, uh, to make it in some way bearable for us. You know, I'm hearing about my friends in the north, 20 minutes away, who's went on predicted grades and are now applying for college. And people around the world whose exams are cancelled, and yet Ireland chose to not cancel their exams in the middle of a world pandemic. Uh, before this, I was feeling so proud to be Irish. I was impressed at the government's HST response to encouraging social distancing and frequently washing our hands. And the restrictions were put in place quite early to minimise fatalities, which I was really proud of. However, this decision was quite hard to hear. Like, I have no motivation whatsoever. I actually, I have done barely anything the last two weeks. I don't know. The next week I'm going to have to try to put the head down and do something because uh, we're just losing so much time, you know. Like, it feels like we're, we're kind of working towards nothing at the minute. I know they said it's going ahead, but like, like Leo Vryker just said that the college term will probably start in October, November. So it's like, we don't even know when we're going to go to college. Having to have the self-motivation to get out of bed in the morning and go to my desk and study, you know, for 11 hours a day is just impossible. And, you know, I feel like in school, it's so much easier. And maybe we did take that for granted, but in class, you put up your hand and you're answered within... Second, now, if you have a question, you email a teacher or you put it in your Google Classroom or your Microsoft Teams, whatever, and you might get answers within a few hours. You mightn't get it for a few days. You know, teachers have children at home, maybe older parents that they have to look after. Like, we're not learning the same way. And 
a lot of us need points that you can't just show up on the day and get them when you're into college. So you know you have to work hard. I think we have to think of the more important worries, like inequality between students um, sitting the Leaving Cert this year. And, you know, some students, some school are getting online classes all day and then others are getting no online classes. Do people have to mind their little brothers or sisters or sick family members? If, if there was school, everyone would have the same facilities and a library or place to study after school. Anyone who sat the leaving cert knows about the constant guilt that comes with it. You're sitting downstairs, you're on a walk, you're on your phone and you feel like you should be in the books, you feel like you should be studying. Like I feel like I should be studying right now and I feel like I'm going to have that feeling for the whole next two, three months. Leaving cert students this summer won't be able to work or you know save up for college next year. You know, I think that's a real problem that needs to be considered because lots of people rely on the money saved during the summer to go to college. Then we'll be going straight from Leaving Cert to college, supposedly. So then that'll be, you know, a full 20 months of education without summer break. So I definitely think, you know, that's horrific that we'll we'll have to go through that. We won't have any um, grads or summer holidays or anything like that. And look, at no one will this year. But I think it's just such a... I think everyone talks about their leaving cert summer and we just won't have that. And that's what's disappointing a lot of people as well. But uh, it sounds a bit selfish to come out and say that publicly. But, you know, that's what a lot of people are thinking too. The fact that they just kind of said, oh yeah, leaving cert being late July or early August, you know, the we don't even have a date for it. Um, and no information on the timetable or when it will end. So definitely a lot of unanswered questions. At this point, when other countries have provided their students with full clarity i think we deserve at least and some answers and i don't think it's unreasonable for us to expect answers i understand that no decision was going to be flawless for the government i don't think cancelling the leaving cert was going to be the perfect solution with no consequences um you know we've done the two years of work so many people before us have done the leaving cert you know it's i've eight siblings ahead of me who've done it and they all would agree that it's overhyped thank god there's so many ways into college these days you can do a plc no, it's not ideal and maybe it's not a part of the plan we had, but in a world pandemic, I think we can adapt. Carl O'Brien is Education Editor at the Irish Times. Carl, the Minister for Education, Joe McHugh, last week announced that the Leaving Cert exams would take place at the end of July, start of August. But students have said it raises more questions than answers. Was this the best option, do you think? I think that there were no really good options. You know, like in its essence, you had you had two choices. You know, one was you cancel the exams and, and do something else in, in their place. Or the other one is you press ahead with them by hook or by crook. And, and, and that is obviously what they've done. And I, and I guess, you know, on balance, it's probably the best option. You know, it is means that students are kind of completing exams in a way that is uh, as normal as possible and the closest to what they've been preparing for. But, you know, you know, the good the good news for students is, you know, the uncertain a lot of the uncertainty is over. You know, like there, there will be exams, they are told and they will take place in July or August. The problem really is, is that it does put a lot of pressure on students' shoulders, you know, and it does extend what is by any uh, stretch of the imagination uh, a, a quite a torturous 
process, you know, the leaving cert. So, so that is tough. And there's doubtless going to be mental health issues and stress and, and all of that. But I think on balance, you know, it was probably uh, the, the best decision that could have been made in the circumstances. As you say, Carl, this is already a stressful situation for Leaving Cert students and the lack of certainty about dates and the absence of clarity about the circumstances in which the exams will actually take place is making that worse, is it not? Yeah, like like there are still, you know, a lot of unanswered questions, you know, so there is still no actual date for when the exams will begin. We're told it's either late July or early August, but there is no date. There's no timetable for the exams themselves. There's unanswered questions about how do you schedule these exams in a safe way, uh, ensuring that your public health restrictions are respected and and everything else. Uh, There's question marks as, as well over, you know, will the teachers be available to mark these exams, particularly given that um, you know, the exams or the, the correcting marking process will overlap with the new school year. So there really are still a lot of unanswered questions here, which, which is adding to, I think, to, to stress facing a lot of students. And in the background, you know, there is still, you know, this debate rumbling along as to can we not just cancel the exams and have predicted grades you know this is something that's happened you know elsewhere like in the UK and uh, the international baccalaureate as well they're, they're kind of going down that route so that that's adding to a lot of stress but probably the best advice for students you know is is just keep studying you know at a pace that is su- sustainable and, and just operate on the principle that these exams are going to go ahead and they're going to go ahead in late July or early August and and you know we'll just have to get through it it's not ideal it's very stressful but, you know, this is the plan as of now. Of course, it's easy for you to say, um, keep studying. And if I was a Leaving Cert student, I, I, I might uh, think about things a little bit differently. Is it, is, it, is it realistic to ask students to study from what was September 2019 right up until college starts and it looks now like there won't even be a gap between college starting and the end of the exams in uh, 2020 in late 2020 well i think i think it's really tough you know it's really tough on students you know and there's no other way of looking at it you know um this is a uniquely challenged cohort of students who is going to have to face exams in a way that that no other uh, group of 60 years has ever had to face them uh, i guess the the only advice is you know, in terms of studying is to do it in a sustainable kind of way. And that's not going at full tilt until August, but to try and pace yourself and, and, and take breaks and, uh, and and all of that, you know. But um, yes, that is, you're right, that is easier said than done. And I think there's, you know, talking to students and talking to teachers, um, you know, there it's throwing up a number of difficulties for students. You know, for the really motivated students, it's adding to the mental health kind of pressures and the stress. For those who are kind of in the middle or less motivated, Many feel, you know, that the the air has been kind of sucked out of the, the build up and they're finding it hard to motivate themselves to get back into the mode for studying. So that's hard. And then there's this big wider issue of you know this digital divide, which is there because, you know, there are many students out there for whom they don't have reliable broadband or it's intermittent broadband and they're you know reliant on this to keep in contact with their school and to catch up on coursework. And, you know, what are the implications for them, particularly as, as the, the, the longer the school shutdown 
goes on. So, so you know, it is really, it's, it is, it's not ideal at all. The one thing we are hearing from third level institutions, though, is that, you know, the, the start date for college is likely to be much later. You know, we're probably looking at November now when students, first year students are going to start their courses. So hopefully there will be some break there between, you know, when they do their exams and, and if they do go on to college uh, when they start. So, so at least that is something. Uh, the bad news, though, for those students is that um, uh, what colleges are talking about is saving time by cutting short Christmas holidays and reading weeks and, and, and all of these features of college life so to try and compress the academic year. So by the time it's summer, you know, they'll be able to complete their exams as normal. But um, but, yeah, these are extraordinary times. They're extraordinary measures not ideal uh, at all. But um, but, the, you know, that unfortunately, that is the lot of, of this this uh, year's uh, leaving certs. You mentioned, Carl, that students need digital devices now to make all of this work, but they don't all have access to them, of course. Is anything happen, happening to address this? Yeah, it, it is a really big problem. You know, there, there was a survey completed by the, the National Parents Council yesterday, and, and they estimated that about one in five families have either very poor or limited or non-existent access you know, to, to broadband and many of those families too would have issues with devices and and you know there's uh there there is a, a rich poor divide there you know in terms of access to devices in the family home and there's also kind of an urban rural aspect of this whether in terms of access to, to broadband um really the only efforts that are taking place that i can see on the ground to try and tackle some of this are are you know charities which are looking to get devices uh, from members of the public and ensure that students in, in DESH or disadvantaged schools have them for the purposes of studying. And some schools as well are, are, are looking at you know, different ways of engaging with pupils where there are kind of broadband issues. And uh, so, you know, their schools and and stakeholders are kind of doing what they can, but there's not a whole lot you can do, I think, you know, when... when um, when you don't have uh, reliable access to broadband, I think the digital divide is, is a is a major major issue for for a cohort of students, and there's no easy way, really, of of resolving it. And you really would feel sorry for 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 those students affected by this, particularly you know if you're in a school where you haven't completed the curriculum, and uh, and it's uh, one thing trying to do it at home, you know, remotely, but it's another doing it without any uh, meaningful kind of teacher support. So, so that is really, really difficult, you know. Um, but so I think you know that that is a it's a key problem w- with the with this year's leaving certs, and it has kind of led to this idea of that actually maybe predicted grades would be a fairer move and. The idea of predicted grades, it's a very interesting idea, is that other jurisdictions are doing it. And it is possible we could do it in Ireland, but there's a lot of reasons maybe why um, we we haven't done it. And one is teachers, many teachers are fiercely opposed to assessing their own students for the purposes of a state exam. And also the Leaving Cert kind of hasn't been configured in a way to allow for, you know, reliable um, a continual assessment, and and there isn't necessarily a kind of a um, enough ongoing project work to base grades on. So there's a lot of reasons why we haven't gone down that route. But but many would argue that it would have been a fairer route at the end of the day, 
though would not have been easy and would doubtless have caused caused uproar, which is why I think they made the decision that they did. The minister also said, Carl, that schools will reopen for short periods uh, for those students doing exams. Do we have any idea yet how this might be done? This again is being talked about. You know, the teacher unions are meeting with the department to tease through these issues. Um, interestingly, you know, there were kind of sharply contrasting responses to this when, when the minister, you know, raised this idea last Friday. Because um, the minister and, and many others would say that you do need a period of time for students to get back to school, to re-engage with education, particularly for those students uh, who are at a digital disadvantage. Um, so the Teachers Union of Ireland uh, certainly welcomed it quite warmly and said, we'll do whatever we can. The ASTI, on the other hand, w- was raising concerns about it. And then the following day on the Saturday, they put out this statement saying that you know no teacher would be compelled to do anything and the minister's plan was unenforceable. Now, that led to a wave of criticism online and and much of that criticism was from teachers themselves and members of the union themselves. So so then we had early this week, we had a new statement from the ASTI saying uh, very much different in tone, saying that, yes, we will cooperate. But um, but that said, you know, there are there teachers will have some concerns as well, of course, around that, such as, you know, how can the schools reopen in a safe way and many teachers might say well listen i'm either in contact with with elderly or, or at risk individuals and uh, you know, there are key unanswered questions here uh, so so all, all we can assume is that you know the, the the schools will only be able to reopen once the public health advice is such that that it facilitates that is it, so is it still a possibility carl that some teachers will refuse to return in july I think that you'll find that the teacher unions will be uh, acutely aware of the need to be seen to be compassionate and flexible and to assist in any way they can, you know, uh, in allowing schools to return. And and I think they, they're aware, of course, that there are uh, members of uh, the public sector who are really going out on a limb here to assist in the fight against coronavirus. So, so I think they're, they're aware of that. But of course, I think individually, you might find teachers who will be in situations where, um, you know, they, they may find themselves in a, in a risky health situation. They'd feel that they couldn't return into a safer environment um, um, in, into school. So, so that, I'm sure that absolutely will be a possibility at an individual level. But certainly, I think the unions will be will be keen to, to, to really uh, um, go the extra mile to assist students. And there are yet more concerns about whether there'll be enough teachers to mark papers or enough exam invigilators too, isn't that right? So that's another of these unanswered questions, you know, where, where are the teachers going to come from to, to mark the exams? You know, in any given year, you have thousands of teachers who are using their summer holidays to, 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 to mark these exams. So, of course, if the, the new academic year overlaps with the marking process, that does pose a problem. It does pose a question as to you know, where you're going to get the teachers to do this. But, you know, what I'm hearing is that, that certainly contingency plans like hiring substitutes, bringing back retired teachers, that kind of thing are being explored to try to fill that gap. So I, I think it's certainly... I think certainly there should be some capacity to do that, but there is certainly an element of doubt because it's hard enough anyway, you know, to find enough teachers uh, to to 
uh, mark exams, uh, even in normal times. There have been calls, Carl, for the Exams Commission to weigh fees for the exams. Um, I think they're at around uh, €116 Euro at the moment. Is there any sign of any action on that? Uh, not at this point in time. I think it's certainly, I think the calls are going to grow because uh, I think the only the only individuals who get a waiver for those fees are uh, families with medical cards. But of course, you know, in, in recent weeks now we're seeing you know tens of thousands of families suddenly become unemployed so um certainly no sign of anything yet but um i think it's certainly you know the policymakers and politicians will be acutely aware that you know this uh, there'll be a growing clamor in this regard i certainly wouldn't be surprised surprised if 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 they um announce some kind of wider waiver scheme for for those on let's say covid uh, covid payments or other form new forms of social assistance Finally, Carl, what's your advice for Leaving Cert students? Well, you know, easy for me to say, you know, at a distance. Um, but, you know, certainly, you know, most teachers and school managers and anyone else who's going to be assisting students here, uh, the advice really is to, you know, take stock, you know, like this is going to be a long lead up to the exams. Um, it is a marathon and it's not a sprint. And certainly, you know, the... The, the goalposts have moved quite significantly now to much later into the summer. So the key, I think, is is not to burn yourself out, you know, to 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 f- f- uh, factor in breaks. So using the Easter break as a proper break, uh, taking breaks certainly along the way uh, and just studying in a kind of sustainable way, you know, and then making sure that you are ready for uh, late July, early August. And I think many students will get consumed, understandably, by the perceived fairness or unfairness of things like cancelling the oral exams or um, giving full marks to students uh, for those components where, you know, that disproportionately benefits certain students. And I can see why students will feel upset. But really, the way the exams work is that they are marked according to a bell curve. So really, there will be, um, uh, ultimately, we would hope there would be a spread of fairness and students will not be hugely disadvantaged. And at the end of the day, you know, students should get a chance to shine in the way that they hope they would have had a chance to do uh, in June. Thanks, Carl. In the coming weeks, we plan to run episodes in which our experts deal with your queries and questions about coronavirus and the current situation. Send your queries in audio file or text format by email to coronavirus at irishtimes.com. My thanks to Declan Conlon, who produced today's podcast, and thanks for listening. Stay up to date with the latest developments at irishtimes.com. We'll be back on Monday. <laughs>